You're listening to The Whole Truth, a Resources Rising Stars podcast. We're back with another episode of The Whole Truth podcast. I'm Paul Armstrong. I just had a great chat with Todd Ross. He's a managing director of a little company called Nordic Nickel. has a market cap of 20-odd million dollars and it's exploring the Pulyu Nickel project in Finland. They've already established quite a significant resource and the name of the game is very simple. Can they double that resource or so and entice BHP or, or one of the other majors in the area to take them out in some shape or form? The company already has an exploration funding agreement with BHP, but others like the local giant Beleden are well known to be sniffing around the area. Europe is keen to become more self-reliant in the supply of EV metals, so there is a ready-made market for any nickel that they can establish at this project. Drilling is ongoing and the company is on track to publish a resource update around Christmas time, which is quite a coincidence given that the project is located in Lapland. As many of you will know, that's the, uh, the folklore home of the great Santa Claus. So the question is, what will be under the Nordic tree for shareholders come this Christmas? You'll enjoy the chat with Todd Ross. There's plenty of upside in this company and no doubt BHP and others will be listening to this episode of the Whole Truth Podcast. Todd, the only thing most people know about Lapland is it's where Father Christmas lives. <laughs> so does this mean you're cooking up something uh, that will show goodwill to all all shareholders come Christmas time? To all mankind, we hope so. You know, we're, we're certainly uh, on the track of finding some major nickel discoveries. What, and, what will be under the Nordic tree? Uh, well, a, a, a massive sulphide discovery is what we're after. Um, you know, we, we've gone and visited Santa Claus a couple of times now in Lapland and uh, we've, we've told him our wishes and uh, we're hoping he's going to deliver this year. Right. So the question is, I suppose, looking at these results, have you been a good boy? Uh, well, we're trying. Yeah, we're trying to be good and uh, certainly the team's been working hard to make sure that they can, uh, you know, deliver on what we're trying to do for shareholders as well. Now, you just put out some more drilling results and, and the reality is that in, in this market, drilling results can be a bit of an eye glazer for investors, but you are building a, a bigger picture here, aren't you? You've got a, a substantial discovery, but really the, uh, the thesis here is we believe we will continue to grow this resource. Look, absolutely. I mean, we're, we're, we're focused obviously on the, on the Pulu project, which is our, our flagship project, 100% owned. Um, it's a it's a big system, you know. I think people, um, you know, perhaps don't appreciate the fact that you know Nordic Nickel is less than, you know, eighteen months old. Um, so we got started on this exploration campaign in 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 January uh, this year, but uh, we only listed in June last year, and we've already drilled fifteen thousand meters, and it's only on two percent of our of our land holding at the Pulley Project. So it's uh, it's just getting started. Now the resource you've got. You know, two hundred and seventy-eight odd thousand tons of contained nickel with a bit of cobalt in there as well. That you inherited that that came with the project. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you haven't published a resource. All the drilling you've done uh, is going to presumably go into this resource estimate that you're going to deliver by the end of this calendar year. Yeah. Well, look, that that resource we did do, but it was based on historical drilling. So we, we inherited all the the data from uh, Otakumpu. They drilled that in the in the eighties and nineties. We then consolidated all that data, did our, um, our, our estimations, a mineral resource estimate on the back of that historical drilling, so 10,000 metres, and that was really just a line in the sand to say this is what we've got on that current area of the resource area of the whole project. So how confident are you that you're going to get growth in this resource figure? Oh, look, we're, we're, we're very confident. The, there's 15,000 metres of an additional drilling beyond what was done historically, 
everywhere we drill, we're seeing more and more of that disseminated style nickel mineralization. So, so plenty of that, which will add to the tons of the resource. Um, we're still working on vectoring in for the high grade pods amongst that, but everywhere we're drilling, we're seeing more and more of that disseminated. So what is the sort of threshold in terms of critical mass that you believe you would need to make this project a standalone proposition? Look, uh, you know, if you compare the analogues that we have close by, we've got the um, the Kvitsa mine, which is run by Belieden. Uh That's a 0.21% nickel resource uh, plus cobalt and copper. Um, obviously, you know, what we're looking at at the moment is, is predominantly nickel and some cobalt in our projects. It's tons, it's getting more grades, it's getting some other copper as well, finding the, the zones where we're getting those uh, the credits from other minerals. Um, so, you know, Tons is going to be important in this area. Um, we know that the Belieden operations work um, because of the fact that they've got the full value chain that exists in Finland. So they've got the smelter and they've got the, the value chain to get it down there so they can make it work. And they're looking for material to come into that um, into that smelter as well. So you've got a, the resource at the moment, 133 million tonnes. I mean, let's give people some sort of order of magnitude. Todd, are we talking about trying to double that? Over the next 12 months, that'll be the ambition. Look, the, and that'll put you in the game? Yeah, look, I mean, at the moment, um, you know, we've, we've done a lot of drilling. We know there'll be an update. Um, we're working on that update by the end of the year. Uh, we'll then complete the first, the second phase of the, the maiden drilling campaign early next year, um, and that'll allow us to do the, the next update. So the plan is to get one update out by the end of this year, and then there'll be another update by mid next year, which and you, will be and, and you think that if you were to double those tons and sort of maintain the grade, that you would be in a position to what sell a concentrate? Yeah, and that's the other bit of work that we're doing at the moment is looking at what sort of concentrate grade that we can potentially produce from all that data that we've already collected. Um, you know, that's going to be critical. Obviously, if you can get a higher grade concentrate, even if it's on a lower grade ore body, um, and the initial met test we've done does look pretty encouraging from that perspective. Um, that'll allow us to be able to start talking to those smelters. And as I said, we've got one down the road. Now, that resource grade, 0.21% nickel, as you say, that's in line with what Belieden's currently mining. Mm-hmm. So the grade, while, you know, compared to, say, Australian projects and some others, you'd say it's low. It's 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 bang in the order of magnitude that underpins the Belieden project and others in your area. Absolutely. I mean, look, there's, there's only two nickel mines operating in Europe. That's it. And both of them are at 0.21% nickel. Um, yeah, so, and so both of them are in Finland. So you're, so you're bang on, on target in respect to grade. Mm. You'd like to double the tonnages. Mm. You're up and away. Mm. But why do you think there is scope for these higher-grade areas? What evidence do you have to support that? Well, look, the uh, the evidence is is a, another analogue that we look at is that's that's a Sakati deposit that was discovered by Anglo-American, also about 80 k's away from where our current project is. Um, Anglo, uh, you know, the central Lapland greenstone belt was well known to have lots of disseminated near-surface nickel mineralisation. We didn't start this uh, company on the back of just focusing on near-surface disseminated, but we're getting lots of that. Um, the analogue really is the Sakati deposit, and that's going to be the game changer for uh, finding that sort of mineralisation for Nordic nickel. We find a Sakati. Uh, Sakati is 44 million tonnes at 1.9% copper and 1% nickel. And that was uncovered using modern exploration methods. And that's what we're seeing, you know, using those sort of modern exploration techniques in that area of the world, geophysics in particular, 
to allow us to zone in on the areas where the high-grade concentrate. So have you got all the assays in from this drilling program? Are all the assays back that will underpin this resource update you're working on for Christmas? Not yet. So, um, you know, we've recently released another seven holes. Uh, we've got 14 holes um, remaining and we'll get we'll get another couple of announcements out by the end of the they're, year. They're, they're drilled? You're just waiting on the assays? They're, they're drilled and they're just waiting on assays. There was, a, a unfortunately, a, a long backlog of assay results coming out of Finland. We, uh, we changed labs and now we're getting those turn around about four to three to four weeks time uh, so by the end of end of um yeah probably mid-november to, to late november we'll have all of the asset results out so what happens after the resource is done mm. obviously the story is is got to continue to move you've got to continue to grow this yeah yeah absolutely look you know we will next year as i said we'll complete that first um, phase of the maiden exploration program uh we'll get the second update to the resource we'll get the met test results out but really what we're looking at now is the whole system. You know, what, again, we're only exploring five square kilometres of 240 square kilometre land holding, um, which we know has already got mapped ultramafic intrusions throughout the belt, about effectively 35 kilometres of prospective strike. Um, so the, the story for us is that the disseminated nickel is a marker for potential high grade. We've already mapped the ultramafic, so we've already done geophysics over the whole belt. We're getting lots of attention from majors in that area, in that part of the world. Um, you know, and we're just getting started. So it's a, it's a big year next year as well. So tell us, so you say, say you're getting attention from majors. Tell us about the BHP involvement here and what that's all about. Yeah, look, yeah, the BHP Explore program um, was an initiative that was kicked off by BHP last year. Uh, they had 250 companies that applied for that program uh, and then they selected seven. So Nordic Nickel was one of those seven. The program itself ran for six months. It started in January and it completed at the end of June. So and BHP obviously sees upside here, to say the least. Absolutely. Look, you know, I think um, the message from BHP was pretty clear. What what they were looking for is is commodities that are essential to the energy transition, predominantly copper and nickel. Um, they're looking for projects in jurisdictions where they'd be comfortable to operate or already operating. Obviously, Finland or in Europe in general, BHP aren't operating in at the moment. They did their due diligence on us and the comp and the country in particular and got comfortable with that. But most importantly, they're looking for projects that are of district scale. Yeah, and I think we ticked all of those boxes. Nickel, Finland in a, a fantastic jurisdiction and a project that is of district scale potential. It's got to be a BHP style um, yeah, project. So they kick some money into the tin? Yeah, yeah. We Each of the seven in the cohort got 500,000 US each. Um, and then they put us on the six-month program, which is almost like a, a mini MBA. So um, you spent the money? Yeah, we spent the money. I mean, that, that, what that encouraged us to do was push forward our exploration plans to the to the point that, um, you know, we were originally planning to drill with one rig for the whole 12 months. What we ended up doing was having two rigs going during the winter season when we have, um, you know, better access to all areas. And, uh, and we drilled a couple of deeper holes as well to really test the conditions of the system, which is critical when you get started with an early stage exploration. So what feedback are you getting, Todd, from BHP? Do they like what you've done with their money? They've spent six months having a good look at us and, uh, and they, they're certainly still uh, very interested in what the Pulu project can hold and they're, and they're very keen to continue to talk about what the options would be going forward. So, yeah. Pre presumably this whole program from BHP's perspective is, a, is an incubator-style operation. They're looking for to throw a few dollars here, there and everywhere on the basis that if they do invest in seven of these programs, one, one comes in, they take it out. Yeah, yeah, look, I mean, I think it's, it's, a, 
it's a unique opportunity for someone like, um, you know, junior explorer like us, um, you know, but it's also smart from BHP. I think it, it's the sort of thing the industry needs um, to be able to fund the, the, the discoveries that we need to really provide the critical minerals we need for the energy transition. So let's cut to the chase here. There must be a point at which BHP says, right, you've established that you've got a certain amount of critical mass and obviously how they define critical mass is very different from how uh, a company like Nordic would define it. But they mm. say you've got to a certain point and we can see there is clear potential for, a, as you put it, a district scale, i.e. in layman's terms, a much bigger resource, a much bigger inventory here. Um Thanks very much for your hard work. We're going to take you over now and we'll carry on with it. Mm. Look, the, the plan with, with um, the program is that there's a partnership that's formed and the, the, the junior explorer continue to do what they're doing and they operate that, that project. Um, ultimately, that would be the intention that BMP, uh, BHP would look to try and, you know, earn into the project to get themselves in a position where they can, you know, take control. Um, you know, so that's all you know, part of the discussions at the moment. But really it's about giving the explorers control and operating to do what they do best. Now, BHP, like others, is obviously keen on the nickel because of the EV market, et cetera, and in Europe, Europeans have made no secret of their desire to become more self-reliant and in, in sort of battery commodities and the like. Does that mean that there's a ready-made market for anything that Nordic can produce? Look, absolutely. I mean, uh, I think that's this is the the missing piece sometimes for um, for investors in Australia to to fully appreciate what's going on in Europe. Um, you know, the the energy transition is well underway. The EU released its Critical Minerals Act in in March, where they need to secure at least ten percent of all critical minerals have to be sourced from Europe. At the moment, it's less than three percent. Um, as I mentioned, there's only two operating nickel mines in in Europe, and they're both in Finland. Uh, there's all of the refining and smelting capacity for nickel is in Finland and Norway, nowhere else in Europe, um, and they're well and truly gearing up to be able to get the critical minerals that they need from both the the raw materials right the way through to processing. Gigafactories are being built everywhere. Um, it's that securing supply which is the big missing piece at the moment, and that's a big challenge for them. So, what's the Nordic market cap as we sit here now? Uh, we're sitting in around twenty twenty two million. At right. The moment. So you're highly leveraged to mm. uh, to you know, the opportunity to double this, this inventory, perhaps even do a deal with BHP. Absolutely. I mean, this is this is the thing, you know, and it's always going to be frustrating for a junior explorer. We, you know, we think we've got a huge district-scale belt here. We've already got a resource in the ground. We know that resource is going to be bigger. We're exploring less than 2% of our land holding. We know the belt is potentially mineralised. We're talking about 35 kilometres of prospective strike. And we're just getting started. So the leverage is huge um, for investors to get involved now. There's a lot of news flow coming, um, as it has said, and, and I think that's the opportunity for investors to get involved in. So there's a lot of news flow coming. Other, other than the resource, which we've obviously spoken about, what else can investors expect from you? Yeah, well, we'll have, we'll have all those assay results coming out for the rest of the year. We'll complete the resource update. We'll get the um, MET test work completed. So we'll see what sort of concentrate grade we can produce. And then we'll be kicking off our exploration program again in uh, in winter next year in January. And in the background, talks with BHP roll on. In in the background, talks with BHP roll on. Would you yeah. expect those to sort of you know accelerate a bit once you get the resource on the table? Uh, look, I think they, they they're progressing pretty pretty fast anyway. I mean, I, th I think it's really about there's attention from others. You know, the the majors in that area are really excited about that that potential belt in that region. 
Um, you know, we, we're a small player in what is a very big strategic play going on, but we've got a big project that's going to get people excited. So it might not only be BHP sitting across the table from you? Yeah, well, look, you know, there's there's others close by. You know, obviously, Beleden have got a processing plant just down the road. They've got a smelter down in the in the south of Finland. There's there's lots of potential. There's lots of action happening in that area. Yeah, as a junior explorer, if we were in Western Australia, it's it's a little bit like if we were a Western Australian junior explorer in in the sixties or seventies in Cambelda. You know, there's been some big discoveries made. Um, there's been a lot of action going on but there aren't many juniors in that part of the world. Everyone else is all the majors. So we're sitting amongst all of that and that strategic play that's going on. Todd, thanks very much for your time. It's obviously you're obviously in a quite an enviable position. The, the onus is on you, I can see, to obviously grow that resource so that um, BHP or another major, Beleden, is, is uh, interested. Clearly they are obviously sniffing to say the least, but the bigger you make the resource, the more value you create for your shareholders along the way and the more impetus there is for them to have to, to take you out. Mm. Happy days. Yeah, absolutely. It's been uh, it's been a good ride already and I think we're only just getting started. So for, for, for investors getting involved, there's lots of upside. Thanks very much for joining us. Right. Thanks, Paul. You've been listening to The Whole Truth, a Resources Rising Stars podcast produced by Resource Media, hosted by Paul Armstrong for Red Corporate. Please note that Reed Corporate does not provide investment advice and investors should seek personalised advice before making any investment decisions.